from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Once again, I want to thank West Genesee and the Wildcats for being a part of the show. And, of course, I want to thank the Wildcat Sports Pub for having us there as well. Every single month you can find Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora with a special live engagement show at the Wildcat Sports Pub featuring West Genesee Athletic Programs. We will be out there every single month. Uh, This year we've started out already with girls basketball, boys basketball, and we have had um, we've had uh, boys ice hockey here. So toward the end of last year, going into the beginning of this year, so December 2018 to January 2019, we have carried those winter sports, and we're looking forward to everything that is to come in February and so on and so forth. It is an honor to work with West Jenny. It's an honor to work with the Wildcat Sports Pub, and I want to thank all of the players that came out and spent some time with us, those that you heard from and those that you that you did not hear from but you saw on site, on location at the Wildcat. Uh, we look forward to February, and obviously we look forward to a very successful rest of the season for West Genesee boys ice hockey, all the student-athletes, all of the family and friends and colleagues and peers and coworkers, and, of course, for Frank Calabufo and his staff and for – their staff member that is in heaven, I'm going to call him a staff member, uh, their supporter that is in heaven watching over us all who will have a classic, as you just heard. That that, that story actually broke publicly for the first time ever at the Wildcat. So uh, big shout out to a memorial classic that West Genesee will be having in honor of somebody who meant so much to the program. So thank you and a God bless in heaven. And... Uh, you know, to Frank and, and the whole team, and God bless to each and every one of them. So thank you, gentlemen, for joining me, and thank you to packing the Wildcat Sports Pub. Absolutely. there. I mean, it was standing room only for this show, and that is what we shoot for. That's what we want with West Jenny. We want you to promote and support. Uh, we want the same thing for CNS at Chick-fil-A Cicero, and we want the same thing for Liverpool at Home Team Pub. So all your support never goes unnoticed, never goes unappreciated, And I can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart for all that you have done. So God bless to each of you and thank you. And I hope you enjoyed the special that we got to share with you this morning. And those of you that got to share it on site, on location at the Wildcat Sports Pub this week. So with that being said, it is now my time to read off your thoughts. You have had many thoughts on this Syracuse Orange men's basketball team. It is now my opportunity to read off those thoughts, and there's so many of you that have responded to this in less than 24 hours, so I want to thank you for that. I am a part of Syracuse Orange Empire on Facebook. You can find that by searching Syracuse Orange Empire. I am a part of of that group, uh, an administrator of that group, thanks to uh, Joe and to Joanne and, and, and those that let that happen that gave me the opportunity not only invited me into the group but ultimately made me an administrator I can't thank you enough for that so I appreciate that and I also put it up on my page on wake up call with Dan Torres Facebook page 
which is at Wake Up Call DT. If you haven't, if you haven't liked our page, like so many have, make sure that you do that. We have over fifteen. We're heading towards sixteen hundred, and I would love for you to be a part of it. So make sure that you like the page today. So I'm going to read off your thoughts. I'm going to start with Syracuse Orange Empire. I said, let's start off the discussion. Fans, what word best describes how you currently feel about Syracuse Orange men's basketball? And I said, I gave you four choices. A, nervous. B, irritated. C, confused. Or D, hopeful. Brandon C said DNA, hopeful and nervous. Ann V said hopeful. Aaron I said nervous. Joe said nervous and hopeful. Bennett said irritated and confused as well as hopeful. And uh, Tom said irritated. Jeff Z said inconsistent but hopeful. John F said, are you only allowed to pick one or can you pick all four? LOL. So he is nervous with Syracuse Orange men's basketball, irritated, confused, and hopeful. Once again, reading off your thoughts on social media, just on Facebook alone, we got a tremendous uh, response in 24 hours, a little bit over 24 hours now at this point. And I can't thank you enough for your responses. I asked you to tell me how you feel about Syracuse Orange men's basketball currently in this moment. Are you A, nervous, B, irritated, C, confused, or D, hopeful? Uh, Brian M. said all the above. Uh, Gary said E, confident. So he added one here. He didn't choose A, 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 B, C, or D. He said E, I'm confident in the team. Megan said she is nervous and hopeful. Uh, Christina T said, very hopeful with a bunch of hearts. Christopher B said, hopeful. Rick H said, all the above here also. Such a strange season, but I guess always hopeful above anything else. Forever orange. And Christina responded, said, when they're down and out, they always surprise us. Bleed orange. Fred B said, how about realistic? So he feels realistic about the team right now. Susan M. said, always D, which is hopeful, but really hope they can work on their inconsistency. Uh, Charlie B. said, they can beat anyone on any given night and lose to anyone on any given night, but I think they will be fine. They should make the NCAA and be no worse than a Sweet 16. So Charlie's got a lot of hopes here. Dan S. said, hopeful. Uh, Julian H. said, grateful with the prayers, prayer hands. Uh, Tom F. said pie in the sky, always. And those are our thoughts from the Syracuse Orange Empire side of it. So most of you are hopeful. Most of you are positive. Most of you are, you know, saying, hey, listen, it's not the best, but I love my orange and I believe in them. Over to the Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora page on Facebook.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. Your thoughts were as follows. Bubba, who's been following the show from Kentucky forever, thank you, to Bubba Gray. He said he is irritated. Uh, Richard D. said, I believe they will win the ACC tournament and go to the Final Four. That's from Richard D. A lot of big thoughts. Joey Khalil, the owner of Home Team Pub, who's a big-time supporter and always been a supporter of Wake Up Call. Thank you, Joseph. He said he is nervous, irritated, confused, and hopeful. Anthony Griffin, related to Alan Griffin, the assistant coach and former player at Syracuse, said, I feel a little bit of A to Z, but it is Syracuse, and that's what they give us. Most importantly, I believe they will go on a run. Uh, Bill Maddox, who's been following the show forever, he said he is confused. Felicia said she is hopeful. Kevin W. said 
B five times. <laughs> he said he's irritated because they're so inconsistent. Tim G said hopeful always. Henry S said hopeful. Larry said confused. Larry Cathcart's been supporting the show with his family, Wendy and Mike and Mich- everybody in the in the Cathcart family have been supporting. Wake up call. Really, since I came back in 2011, so for the past eight years, thank you to the Cathcart family. Larry said he is confused. Jeff B. said he is hopeful. Uh, Jermaine T. said A. In the sense, he's, okay, so he's nervous that, what do you have here? Duke game and Pittsburgh game gave me more confidence, but after the Virginia Tech game, I'm really concerned about this team. So he chose A, nervous, because he felt good against Duke and Pittsburgh, and then after watching Virginia Tech, he is concerned. Uh, Nigel N. said he is confused. Anthony T. said always hopeful. Raymond H. said hopeful. Next two games are crucial. Those games are against BC and Pitt. Uh, Patricia C. said always hopeful. I do believe in them always. Uh, Lisa C. said Hopeful always. Pat L said hopeful. Brandon C said hopeful and nervous. Jennifer C said all the above. Nervous, irritated, confused, and hopeful. And once again, if you're wondering what I'm reading off here and you're just tuning in, I am reading your thoughts on the Syracuse Orange. I put up a poll on Facebook and asked you to tell me if you're A, nervous, B, irritated, C, confused, or D, hopeful in this team currently in this moment. And in just a little bit over 24 hours time, we had a tremendous response by all of you on Syracuse Orange Empire on Facebook, which is a closed group you got to be invited to. I am an administrator, so go to Syracuse Orange Empire and apply. And then on the Facebook Wake Up Call page, which is open to everybody, facebook.com backslash call. DT, you can feel free to join there too. And I would appreciate joining us in the Syracuse Orange Empire as well as Wake Up Call. Eric H said D big time, which means he's hopeful. Uh, Trisha, Trisha, Trista, pardon me, B said hopeful. Uh, Julie M said hopeful. Anthony D said D hopeful. And we have from Francis B, B irritated. Having followed Syracuse basketball since a freshman in 1970 when Roy Danforth was the head coach. I've always said the same thing about Bayheim. Jimmy's teams are consistently inconsistent. They often play at the level of the other team on any given night, often playing great against great teams and lousy against lousy teams. This has always been my frustration, just my opinion. Well, you know what? Francis, it's a good opinion. It's, it's a well-thought-out well opinion with some merit. So those are all of your responses so far. We actually put it up on Twitter as well. So let me do a little a little check here for you on Twitter. Uh, we put up the poll on Twitter, what would you vote for? And let's see where the fans are at on Twitter. So on Twitter, uh, 56% of you are hopeful, 22% are confused, and a tied 11% irritated, 11% nervous. So, you know, Twitter and Facebook are the same with those of you that follow the show. Wake up, call with Dan Satora. Thank you, first and foremost. Your, your answers throughout here have been, Consistent. So for a team that's consistently inconsistent, uh, your answers have been consistent. The majority of you on Facebook are hopeful, and the majority of you on Twitter are hopeful as well with this Syracuse Orange men's basketball team. So once again, thank you for your responses. Read them here on the show this morning. Promised you I would. And as responses continue to come in, I will continue to 
read them off. If we have uh, some new things that kind of come out of this, I will definitely uh, have those on the docket to read off and share with everyone. So thank you for sharing your thoughts and your opinions. I appreciate it very, very much so. And I look forward to what you have to come here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. So once again, you can reply to my post that's on the Syracuse Orange Empire group. If you are a member of the group, you can reply right now. If you're not, it is a closed group. So you can ask to get into the group. And then the administrators, which I am a part of, will bring the people in that are not spam. (laughs) So, you know, you always get those sunglass hut things and whatnot. But it's funny how almost a year ago, we were asking to get to 1,000 people. And now when we hit the ACC tournament this year, we'll be shooting for the upwards of 2,000. So we've grown by almost 1,000. No, we've grown by 1,000, I think, because we were under 1,000. So we've grown by just about approximately 1,000 group members in less than a year, thanks to each and every single one of you. So if you'd like to join Syracuse Orange Empire, you can do that on Facebook. And if you would like to follow Wake Up Call on Facebook, which I would appreciate that too, you can go to at Wake Up Call DT on Facebook, or you can go to facebook.com backslash Wake Up Call DT in your web browser, and that will bring you to the page, and you just click like, and then you can interact with us, and there's over 1,500 people that we have in that area as well, and we would definitely appreciate your support of Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. So, Thank you so much for that and much appreciation and much love for following the show. Thank you for your comments. Keep them coming, folks. The greatest thing in the world is uh, to put out something to an open forum and to see how quickly you respond and how many of you respond and how many of you are passionate. And uh, and definitely for the Syracuse players, it's great to see that you're hopeful. It's, it's just nice. So I, I love the interaction. It means the world to me. So thank you for interacting and, and, you know, and, and I appreciate reading your thoughts on this morning's show. So thank you for that. My thoughts, I would like to, uh, to, to piggyback off of this and give you mine, is that you know, this Syracuse team, and I got to go back to Francis's statement, uh, Syracuse under Jim Beheim is consistently inconsistent. They have been in a place where they are known for playing up to the competition and down to the competition. They, the great Syracuse teams level off. You know, they are who they are, and they fight for what they can do. You know, last year's team played with five and a half guys, the half being Barama Sidibe because he wasn't at full go. You know, and what that team was able to do last season was tremendous. What they eventually figured out was this is who we are. Offense has to go through O'Shea and Frank and Tyus. We have to be a shutdown defensive team. We got to keep them in the 50s or low 60s. They knew who they were. They knew their identity. They did more with less. This year, you have Elijah Hughes, who's all over the place as a utility belt. Marek Dolajai's back. He's another utility belt. What I mean by that is that they score. They can shoot from anywhere. They can get rebounds assists, steals, minimize their turnovers, block shots. They do it all. They're scrappy. And to have one of those guys on your team is awesome. To have two is a blessing, a giant blessing for Syracuse. So you have that this year. Tyus came back. O'Shea came back. Frank is in his last season. You brought in Jalen Carey. You got Buddy Beheim, who's been shooting better. 
So this team has depth. You got Pascal, you got Barama, you got Marek, who has played inside before. So you have technically three centers. Then you can move Marek over with O'Shea, and you say, okay, Marek and O'Shea, and you can move Elijah down there. So then you have those, and then you have Robert Braswell. So then you got four forwards. And then in your backcourt, you got Frank, you got Tyus, you got Jalen, you got Buddy. You got four there. So Syracuse has more depth on this team than they've had in maybe a decade on paper. Four guys here, four guys there, three guys here. They got a lot of depth. So with five and a half guys, you make it to the Sweet 16, you almost beat Duke. With five and a half guys last season, you made it to the tournament to a play-in game, had to play an extra game before the tournament officially started with the 64 teams, and then go from there, and you did that. You found a way to score. You played good defense. So you got all these guys returning that played that defense. Why is the defense not better? You have all these scores that are coming back, and now you have more people that can shoot the ball and score the ball. So if you were getting 60, 70 points, 59, whatever it is last season, how are you? if you're getting 59, why isn't it 69? If you were getting 62, why is it not 75? So on paper, Syracuse was good enough last year to make it to the Sweet 16. Well, let me put it to you like this. On paper, nobody thought Syracuse was going anywhere last season. They went to the Sweet 16. Now on paper, Syracuse should get back to the Sweet 16, but they're playing up and down in their competition. Last year's team played how they played. They said, this is what we got. We're not going to complain about it. We're not going to give an excuse. We're going to go out. We're going to work hard. We're going to get it done. We're going to do what we got to do. And that's exactly what they did. This season has been... Really, really good and really, really bad. And that is attributed to this team doing what Francis said. Playing up to the competition, playing down to the competition. Virginia Tech, as it stands right now, if we go to the standings here for men's basketball in the ACC, Virginia Tech currently is tied with Syracuse because Syracuse lost to them. They're 5-2. and two. They're not a bad team. Virginia seven and one. Duke is seven and one. They're only lost to Syracuse. North Carolina six and one. Louisville six and one. Syracuse was five and one. They are now five and two. Virginia Tech is above them due to the head-to-head tiebreaker. They're five and two. NC State's four and four, followed by Florida State, Georgia Tech, Boston College, Clemson, Pitt, Miami, Wake Forest, and Notre Dame. Every single team in the ACC has at least one win this season. I think the crazy thing about this is the fact that Notre Dame is 1-7 in the ACC and 11-10 and overall. Now, Notre Dame's lost players over the last couple of years, but normally, you know, they figure out a way to, to make it happen. And right now, Notre Dame is down. Notre Dame is struggling. But Syracuse is right here with the pack. You know, Syracuse is in the top six of 15 schools. Top six of 15 ACC men's basketball schools. Who would have thunk it? And this is where they sit right now, but they lost to Virginia Tech. You know, Virginia Tech is 16-3 and overall, so they got a good record. And that's the thing is, you know, playing down a competition. Okay, is Virginia Tech, you know, the, the, the greatest team out there? No. Is Virginia Tech, you know, the team to beat. No, not by any stretch of the imagination, but Virginia Tech is bad by any stretch of the imagination. They're right there with Syracuse in the standings. So, you know, let, let me first and foremost say to the fans, 
to not be so, you know, nervous about the fact that Syracuse lost to Virginia Tech, but to look at the fact that this game before they played Virginia Tech, you know, they had done a, a very good job. Now, Virginia Tech is not ranked, so that is, you know, some of the concern of, of fans is that not only are they not ranked in the top 25, they didn't even receive votes this past week to be in the top 25. Syracuse received three by the press to get into the top 25, and they received none from the coaches to be inside of the top 25 as things stand right now for the AP and the coaches poll, respectively. Tennessee is number one, folks, followed by Duke and Virginia, then Gonzaga and Michigan. That The top five for men's basketball is, is carbon copy from the AP to the coaches poll, one through five. And then we have Michigan State, Kentucky, Nevada, North Carolina, Marquette to round out the top 10 in the AP, whereas in the coaches poll, it's Kentucky, Nevada, Michigan State, Marquette, North Carolina. So a little bit of difference here, a little bit of shakeup. And pardon me, I am wrong. Virginia Tech was ranked in the top 25. I, I totally looked over it. Virginia Tech ranked 12th in the AP and 11th in the coaches poll. I am sorry about that. I totally overlooked it. So Virginia Tech... You know, they're a top 12, top 13, or top 12, top 11 team in the nation. So Syracuse playing down to that competition by no stretch of the imagination is is that Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is a damn good team, ranked 12th and 11th. You know, you look at where things are right now, and Virginia in the ACC is in first place, ranked third in the nation. Duke is second in the nation and in second place of the ACC. North Carolina, ninth in the nation, depending on what poll you're looking at, this is the AP poll. 15th is Louisville behind them. 12th is Virginia Tech, then Syracuse, then 23rd NC State, and 25th Florida State. So Syracuse is in the mix of all these top 25 teams. The question is, why are they ranked and Syracuse is not ranked? And that is because of Syracuse's bad losses. And if you go back to Syracuse's schedule and look at these losses that they've taken, you know, losing to Connecticut and Oregon back-to-back was ugly. They lost to Connecticut by seven. They lost to Oregon by almost 20 points, though both of those games at Madison Square Garden. And their ugly loss to Old Dominion didn't help them. Uh, Buffalo is not a bad loss, but they lost to Buffalo by double digits, which kind of shows where they're where they were at at that point in the season. And then losing by 22 to Virginia Tech. You know, Virginia Tech is a like I said, a top 11 top 12 team in the nation losing to them by 22 can't get Syracuse ranked it's not going to get Syracuse ranked so Syracuse on on their schedule now is at Boston College and at Pittsburgh you know winning these by 20 apiece that'll help them out I don't know if it'll necessarily get them ranked maybe at the bottom of the top 25 but it couldn't hurt them they got to win these games first and foremost Syracuse has to beat BC and they have to beat Pittsburgh. Now, they've already played Pittsburgh. They played them at home. They won by 11. That was after the Duke game. So this is their first one against BC. They're going to play BC twice in four games. And so they have to face Boston College tonight, Wednesday, January 30th at 8 p.m. at Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. And then this Saturday, February 2nd at 6 p.m., they're at Pittsburgh. They have to win these games. Have to win these games, okay? They have to win these games. They're 14 and 6. They got to win these games. Now, in order to get to the magical 20 wins before the tournament starts and being the ACC tournament, you look at how many games they have left. 
They have 11 games left in the regular season. They have to win more than half of them. They have to win six of them to get to 20 wins. They have 11 games left. They got to win six of them. Now, when you look at the teams out there, they're not, they don't have an easy road. They have to face Louisville, NC State, Duke, Virginia. These are all ranked teams. These are all really tough teams to play. They also have to play Florida State, who is a ranked team as well. They have to play Boston College twice, who's a rival. They have to play Pittsburgh again in Pittsburgh, which is not an easy game to play. And then they have to play Clemson and Wake Forest, and both of those games are on the road. So Syracuse has to find a way to gut out six wins in this thing, six out of the next 11 games to get to the magical 20 before they go into the ACC tournament. Is it doable? Yes, anything is doable. But this team is consistently inconsistent. This team has a ton of talent, yet sometimes you sit there scratching your head saying, what are they doing with it? What are they doing with all this talent that they have? You know, you got a seven foot two guy who can hit free throws. Got to make something happen. You got Barama Sidibe who went through surgery and is back healthy. Got to make it happen. You got the utility belt of Elijah Hughes and Marek Dolajai. Those guys got to be on. Elijah's been on more than anybody else offensively. Tyus has got to step up. Yes, he scores in double digits from game to game, but sometimes he gets lost in the shuffle. Frank has got to step up offensively and dishing the ball. Do what you got to do. You know, Frank had 13 points in the most recent game against Virginia Tech in 35 minutes. He hit three threes. He took nine of them. Tyus Bett only had 10 points in the game. O'Shea Brissett had 16. Elijah Hughes finished two of 13 from the field, six points in 29 minutes. He's going to have off nights. Other guys got to step up. When he's not scoring 20, somebody else does. Nobody did in this game. Marek only had two points off the bench. He only took one shot. He made it. Barama Sidibe had a couple rebounds. Braswell had two points in the game at the free throw line. Buddy Bayheim hit one three-pointer. And then we look at Jalen Carey had two points in eight minutes. Took one shot, he made it. Missed both of his free throws. Got to get better here, folks. Got to get better here. They need more off the bench. They only got nine points off their bench. That's all they got off the bench. They were, out, they were tied by Outlaw on Virginia Tech. He had nine himself off the bench. So they got to get more off their bench, and their starters got to take care of it. This team, the way that they looked against Virginia Tech, was it looked like they had what they had last year. It looked like they had five and a half guys because the scoring wasn't coming from anywhere. You're going to have off nights. You're going to have off nights. They took 28 threes. They only made nine of them. But they only made 11 shots inside of the arc. They made 11 shots inside of, inside of the arc in the game, nine shots outside of the arc. Think about that, folks. They only made 20 baskets, 20 baskets in 40 minutes of play. They only made 20 baskets, Syracuse. They had a bad night. They only made 20 of their 55 attempts. They made 11 inside the arc, nine outside of the arc. They got to attack inside. They got to muscle it in. O'Shea Brissett, Tyus, if you're not going to get it from your centers, if you're not going to get it from Pascal Chuku and you're not going to get it from Barama Sidibe, you got to get it from your guys driving. You got to get it from Frank. You got to get it from Tyus. You got to get it from O'Shea. The definition of, and Elijah Hughes, the, and Jalen Carey, who likes to attack, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. You have to see how your night's going and you got to attack. If you're 9 of 28 from beyond the arc, 
you know, somewhere within that 9 of 28, you got to go inside more. But this team had a terrible night, making 11 shots inside, 9 outside, only 20 made shots in the game. Virginia Tech only made 25 of their shots, but they made 14 threes. And that's how you beat Syracuse. This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu, but we'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens... They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. I want to give a big shout-out to who you just heard from, Canine Campground. I brought Lily there this you know, these last few days, I, I, as I said at the beginning of the show, the top of the show, that I spent some time with my mom and uh, spent some time uh, celebrating with her, just celebrating life and having a good old time. And so mom and I went and uh, took some time away to relax and, and just, you know, just be around one another. And when we did that, I had to have Lily stay here in... Syracuse. And so we had to have a place that we could trust, a place that we could go to that would take care of her and take care you know, of her the right way and, and do the best that they could do to make sure that she was going to be okay. And so the place that we trusted to bring her to is Canine Campground, which is a proud supporter of Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. We brought her there. They said that she did, a tr- she did tremendous. She was very good and sweet and that she played with the dogs, and ultimately she had a good time. She was safe at sound, and you know, and, and that's what it says in, in that commercial that you heard. When it comes to being safe and sound, you bring your dog to Canine Campground. And you know, when you're going out of town, bring your dog to Canine Campground. So that's what we did. You know, I'm a man that has to live by my word. And when you're going out of town, bring your dog to Canine Campground. That's what I did. And when it comes to being safe and sound and feeling at peace, with where your furry loving friend is, you bring them to Canine Campground where you know they're going to be taken care of. So thank you to the entire team out at Canine Campground. Thank you to Alexa, who was there yesterday, for us to pick up Lily. And, and thank you 
to Canine Campground in and of itself, Lorraine and Chad and everybody over there. Thank you to Canine Doggy Daycare that they run, which is the daycare, obviously, and Canine Campground, which is for overnight stay in their cabin. So if you have to bring your dog to daycare, you go to Canine Doggy Daycare. And if you want to, if you're leaving town or you're going to be gone for a few days, you got some stuff going on, maybe maybe you're doing something at the house and and whatnot, you know, maybe you're remodeling, then you can bring your dog to Canine Campground. So make sure that you get in touch with them and at Canine Campground. You can find them by going to wakeupcalldt.com's homepage and clicking on their logo, or you can simply go to caninecampground.com, K, the number nine, K, A-M-P, ground.com. So it's K9, and then campground is spelled with a K, dot com, K9 Campground. Dot com. You can also call them at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013 to get in touch with them. Thank you for taking care of Lily as well as you did. Thank you for getting her home safe and sound to me and for treating her well. So, you know, anybody that knows me knows that you got to treat Lily the best that you possibly can or else you and I are not going to be good. And, uh, and they definitely did a tremendous job with her. So thank you to K9 Campground and to Lorraine and the entire team over there. God bless you and much appreciation. With that being said, we're at the final piece of today's show. And as you know, every Tuesday we have the ingredients to success. Proudly brought to you by Utica Beats Company. And it's a Utica thing. Utica Beats Company is located on 628 South Main Street in North Syracuse, New York. They are available for dining in Monday through Sunday. They are also available for Catering, takeout, and delivery. You can call 315-214-3060 for more information. That's 315-214-3060 and get in touch with them. And the It's a Utica Thing product is the Utica Pizza Company sauces coming to your stores. They're now at Price Chopper, Nichols, Spira's, Beacon Skiff, Stewart Shops, Wegmans, so on and so forth. You can get their riggy line, their chicken riggy, piggy riggy, roasted garlic riggy, veggie riggy. You can get their matanade, which is their marinara sauce. We call it the matanade if you're Italian. And you can get their famous tomato pie as well as their crushed pepper. So go out to any of your local stores and look for your It's a Utica Thing products today and make your meals at home. Or you can go out to Utica Pizza Company and have them make your homemade meals themselves and bring them out to you. So whether you're making it or they're making it, it tastes homemade. And Utica Pizza Company, once again, is located right by Sweetheart Corners on 628 South Main Street in North Syracuse, New York, right by the airport. So much love to the entire family at Utica Pizza Company. And it's a Utica thing, including Phil Russo and Charlie DeGristina, who help run that ship and they do it the right way. No cutting corners, given everything they got. And uh, Jim Rosikowski at Chick-fil-A, he put up a statement today from Walter Payton that I want to read since we're at the Ingredients to Success, proudly brought to you by Utica Pizza Company. And that statement is, if you ask me how I want to be remembered, it is as a winner. You know what a winner is? A winner is somebody who has given his best effort, who has tried the hardest they possibly can, who has utilized every ounce of energy and strength within them to accomplish something. It doesn't mean that they accomplished it or failed. It means that they've given it their best. That's a winner. 
And if you talk about giving all your ounce of en- of energy and strength to something, Phil Russo and Charlie DeGristina of Utica Pizza Company, and it's a Utica thing, embody that to the nth degree. So thank you, gentlemen. The ingredients to success for today. I got a few ingredients to success. <laughs> I got a few things to talk about. So getting back to Syracuse Orange men's basketball, once again, thank you for all your thoughts and all your messages. Syracuse is consistently inconsistent. We know that. So what are their ingredients to success from here? To not play up or down of their competition, but to just play good basketball. To do what they need to do. To trust their shot when the threes aren't falling to go inside to start passing the ball and setting each other up, to know that they're a good transition team. They're, I mean, they're a team that can alley-oop. They're a team that can dunk. They're a team that can transition. They're a team that can move. Utilize that. Speed up. Just because you have a slowdown defense in a 2-3 doesn't mean you have to have a slowdown offense. Look for a good shot. Don't just launch it up. Use your shot clock wisely. These are fundamental things, but they're things that Syracuse doesn't do. They can attack the basket. They don't do it enough. I've seen them alley-oop more this season than I've seen in a long time, but they don't do it enough. They can attack around the rim. They don't do it enough. They can get out and transition. They don't do it enough. They can make shots inside. They don't do it enough. If the threes aren't falling, step in. You know, that's what I was, that's what I was told by a coach years ago when I played. Our entire team was told that. If your threes aren't falling, step in. You know, take one step in, then take another step in until they start falling and then go back out, Right? Your three isn't falling, step inside the arc. Shoot a long two. That doesn't work, head to the free throw line and take a shot from there. That doesn't work, go inside the paint. That doesn't work, go to the basket. And then once those start falling and the one-handed leaner in the lane falls, then go back out to the free throw line and then gradually move yourself back or stay in a sweet spot. But when the three isn't falling, step in. You don't need a three every time. This team lives or dies by the three. And when they make it, they look tremendous. When they miss it, they look awful. So you can't live or die by the three. You can, I mean, if you're making them, take them. Obviously, that's common sense. But don't live or die by the three. When you become one-dimensional, teams know how to guard you. When teams know how to guard you, they can help shut you down. And Elijah Hughes had a terrible shooting night against Virginia Tech. And other teams are going to figure things out. So there's enough film out there on this team. Understand, you got to work the ball around. You got to drive and dish. Take the shot when you go inside if you got it. If not, push it back out. Attack the rim. Bare minimum, get fouled. But you got to go after the twos and not just the threes. Syracuse had a strong shooting night against Duke. They won. They got a good shooting night against Pittsburgh. They win. They have these good shooting nights, and they look great. But when they're off, they lose by 20. It's unacceptable. Play great defense, attack inside, and this team is going to have to learn how to make free throws. Because if a team knows that they can follow you down the stretch and your best free throw shooters, Pascal Chuku and O'Shea Brissett, but then nobody else you know, is really as consistent and whatnot, then you're going to be in trouble. So do what you need to do to get your team right. The ingredients to success are not difficult. Use your muscle, attack the basket, get out in transition, alley-oop, play around the rim, go inside-outside 
when the threes fall, that's great. But if Elijah Hughes is hitting his threes, it doesn't mean that four other guys have to take him. Buddy's had a couple good games. Elijah's been the most consistent. O'Shea hasn't had a great shooting time this season. Tyus has had his moments. Find your guy. Stick with him. Trust the hot hand. And everybody else move around. And for the good Lord's sake, get some offensive rebounds and put the ball back up. And I know that I've been told that it's easier said than done, but you have to attack the basket if you want to get fouled. Nine times out of ten, they're not fouling a three-point shooter. So attack the rim and play there. You got the height. You got the strength. You got the depth. Just do it. And do it now because you got Boston College tonight. With that being said, my other ingredients to success are dealing with the winner. Drive slow. If someone is sliding, give them room. Do not drive up someone's behind. Do not think that because everybody else's car can't handle the snow, your big boy car can. Be safe. Be smart. I have all-wheel drive, and Honda CRVs are amazing. This weather sucks for all cars. Leave early. Spend some more time. I am talking to myself on this, too. Be smart. Drive slow. Get to where you're going safely and soundly. If you start to slide, just be careful. There's no reason to whip it out there. And if you're shoveling your snow, folks, please try to get a snowblower. If you don't have a snowblower, talk to a neighbor. If they don't have a snowblower, little spurts. Way too many people, young and old, overexert themselves trying to shovel the snow. It's very heavy. Doesn't matter how much you can lift in the weight room. It's a lot on your back and your neck and your arms and your legs. Just be smart. Okay? Nobody needs to get hurt over any of this stuff. So enjoy your time. And I will implore you all to go at 3 o'clock to CNS, to the auditorium, to see Jeremiah Willis make his decision. At 3 p.m. today, Wednesday, January 30th, my buddy, Jeremiah Willis, played football, track and field as well, will make his decision on what school he is going to commit to, what school he is going to sign with, what school is going to be his future. Join us today at the CNS Auditorium in Cicero, New York, to watch this North Star continue to rise and fly across the sky. Jeremiah, we're proud of you. We're happy for you. We're happy for all the student athletes in Central and Upstate New York and beyond. And I cannot wait for your day today at 3 o'clock. Thank you to everybody that supports Wake Up Call. Thank you to the Syracuse Stallions who went 2-0 and over the weekend. A big shout-out to Dane Miller who has been added to the team and has fit into the chemistry of the team quite nicely, according to the Stallions. You could buy your tickets, SyracuseStallions.com. That's Syracuse Stallions, all one word, dot com. SyracuseStallions.com. Buy your tickets now to the rest of their season. You could buy it game by game, and they play at Manlius Pebble Hill right down the road from Carvel DeWitt, where the Wake Up Call Sunday is there for you every single day of the week. Don't let the cold weather fool you. It tastes great, even in the winter. Chocolate, vanilla, or a twist topped off with cookie dough pieces and caramel swirl. It is the Wake Up Call Sunday, and it is available at Carvel DeWitt on 4322 East Genesee Street in DeWitt, New York. Very, very excited. Tomorrow's show will feature 
the Monday morning quarterback, Marvin Graves. Since we were off the air on Monday, he will join us on Thursday. So he'll be joining us this Thursday. He'll be joining us on January 31st. So you'll hear from Marvin Graves. You will also hear from Mike Sofka as we get set for the Super Bowl and so much more coming up this weekend. Plenty of football coming your way. And obviously we'll be talking about Syracuse Orange men's basketball coming off of their game tonight on the road against Boston College. And I'm excited. I'm excited to talk SU basketball with you as well as the NFL and so much more. So follow us back here tomorrow morning and every Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern time on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt and on wakeupcalldt.com. And of course, go out and see Jeremiah today at 3. And tomorrow, come out and see us for the Alan Griffin Hour at Home Team Pub on 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool, where we will be joined by the assistant coach and former player Alan Griffin less than 24 hours after their game on the road at Boston College. He will be back in Syracuse to talk to us. So come out and see Alan Griffin coming off of the game tonight. He'll be with us tomorrow at the Home Team Pub in Liverpool, 7990 Oswego Road. Alan Griffin hour, 7 to 8 p.m. Thursday, January 31st. Come out and see us for that. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at CallDT, Instagram at WakeUpCall underscore DT, and on Facebook at WakeUpCallDT. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you to my mom for a great time. And thank you to God for always helping everything to work out. Have a great day, folks, and I'll talk with you soon. God bless.